Yeah, so there'll be these areas you're, you you enter on the stage and the audience is already in the play. So the audience is participating in the play. It's interactive. And uh, our goal is to scare. Welcome to the IRSD Spotlight Podcast. I'm Dave Maul, and today I'm on location at Sussex Central High School, where the Take-Two Drama Club is preparing to launch its 2016-2017 season. Joining me today is drama teacher David Warwick, who is going to tell us about this season's productions. David, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for letting me be here. Well, the season starts on October 27th and 28th with Throne of Blood. Sounds kind of scary. Yes, we're doing something different today, uh, or this year rather. We're um, we're doing a, a haunted house basically in the theater. The whole theater is being turned into a giant, and I should actually say haunted castle, because we're doing a, a haunted house adaptation of Macbeth. Shakespeare's Macbeth, but we're calling it Throne of Blood. Wow. Now, tell us a little bit about that, if you're going to turn the auditorium into a haunted house. Yeah, so there'll be these areas you're, you you enter on the stage, and the audience is already in the play. So the audience is participating in the play. It's interactive, and uh, our goal is to scare. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, it's around yeah. Halloween, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like a Screams at the Beach, but with a little culture added to it. Now, that's kind of a different, uh, a little bit of a different uh theme or, or play for you guys absolutely we haven't really not done an interactive piece uh in in at least the last 10 years here mm-hmm. um and this is uh we want to bring in a new audience and show them that they don't have to be afraid of shakespeare that shakespeare wrote this great thriller and we're gonna just emphasize the scariest parts of it yeah that's it, <laughs> for their enjoyment yeah um now are you doing two shows a night or how's that gonna work? two shows a night so it's a mm-hmm. short show um, it's about 45 minutes, and you get toured in through the uh, the the theater, which has been transformed, and uh, you you see the story of the play that you're involved in as you walk through. So, yes, yeah, six o'clock and seven o'clock are that are for both nights, and it's an adaptation of of Macbeth, right? Yeah. Which is the only Shakespeare play in which the hero, the main, the protagonist, is actually a villain almost from the second scene on. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. Now, you have a really interesting season this year, moving on a little bit to some of your other productions. Um, I know you have um, Cinderella coming up um, in, right. on December 16th and 17th, and then it, after the first of the year, you have uh, um, David Copperfield in May, and you also have a comedy club coming up. Right. Uh, did you take a little bit, as far as the entire season as a whole goes, did you take a little bit different approach this year? To I, I did. It actually took me a long, long time. I got feedback from the kids last year and um, some of it I was able to use and some of it I wasn't able to use. Um, I, I tried to. This year, cost was an issue this year, which it, it isn't always, but this year we had to work kind of within some, some careful boundaries because we've spent um, a lot on sets in the last year, so we, we, I want to use what we have and kind of store up our reserves. And also, I wanted to mix it up in terms of skills that we were working on. So this first show is interactive, so the kids are getting practice and working with the audience, because so we've never done that. And then the second show, I want to increase um, our, our kind of the, the, the level of our costumes and our sets and our lights. I want it to be a little bit at a higher level, so we're focusing on that and making it really beautiful. Yeah. 
and also we're reaching out to a younger audience, which we really haven't, where we can really have little kids enjoy this musical, because yeah. it's, you know, Rogers and Hammerstein Cinderella, which is mm -hmm. fantastic. We're going to have this party on the 17th, like, for the little princes and princesses <laughs> to come with their moms and dads and grandparents, and they'll get to meet the characters and take pictures with them. And have so that one will almost be yeah. interactive in a way, too. It is. It's, yeah. again, it's an emphasis on the audience. So I'm really trying to build our audience, which has, mm -hmm. you know, we've had ups and downs with our audience. I want to kind of build it to the next level where more people are knowing about us. So I wanted to pick something that would be very enjoyable and, pop and popular, which is Cinderella. Now tell me about the Comedy Club. Um, that's all, that's all May seventeenth. So that's a little ways yeah. off. But how's that? How does that? Well, work? Comedy Club is was a creation actually uh, before I was ever here to uh, satisfy a really a really great kid who I ended up working with actually when he was an adult yeah. later. So I know the story. <laughs> and he was very restless and went into a project. So um, the for, a former uh, drama teacher created this Comedy Club to kind of get get him busy and out of her hair. And uh, he was funny and great. And he, yeah. he taught the other kids improv and started a ske doing sketches like Saturday Night Live level. And I inherited it. And I like it. So I didn't take it away. It's the, it's the thing that the students have the most creative, you know, input into. So that's the structure of it. It's, it's yeah. skits. It's... Uh, and improv. And improv and that kind yeah. of stuff. And oh, it, wow. at, the best, at best, I MC it when there's no MC. But yeah. mostly, it's the, it, the kids have run it. And it looks different every year depending on the kids. Yeah. So it's really neat. Well, looking at your your students this year, who are some of your top actors that are going to be this year? Give me a throw. Some well, names I, out there. I have my two boys who have who have had leads every year since they were freshmen, and they're finally seniors. So this is a this is a big year for me because I'm losing the, two of the strongest guys who have ever been in the program, which is Devin Lynch and uh, Danny Keenan. So they're they're going to be off to college next year. So mm -hmm. I wanted to give them fun stuff. Uh, you know, that would give them a good send off because they've done a lot of hard work for me. Yeah, is it so, a good yeah. group this year? It's uh, a fantastic group. I also have young girls who are growing up through through the years, and there I have a lot of tenth grade girls and eleventh grade girls who are really hitting their stride. So I'm going to have like some superstar diva ladies next year. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm thinking of hard for plays that are going to show off these these young ladies because that it's an unusually talented group of young ladies. Oh, that's lot of them. Any names that stand out? Yeah, well, Becca Bristow is going to be Cinderella, so she's she's an 11th grader. She's great. Blair Williams is fantastic. Um, and there are countless others who've yeah. been doing stuff with me since they were freshmen. And uh, so I'm thinking of a, a casts that feature a lot, lot of women. Now, yeah. you, you've done a lot of these productions over the years. Um, you usually do two or three big ones every year since you've, since right. you've been here. Can you talk a little bit about the process what goes into staging these i know i'm quite sure you've been working on uh throne of blood since the beginning of the school year but can yeah, you talk a little bit about the process that goes into actually putting it together from rehearsals all the way up into the staging of it i we don't have a theater manager here like um at at cape they've had always somebody who's been able to do the tech side and at other schools as well um so i have to keep my eye on the tech side and you know that's not what i was uh, trained in so everything tech wise i learned as an actor 
growing up and trying to pick up stuff and a little bit in college. So I have to look for a tech kid who can take some of that off of me. And, and you're talking you know, about like the sound, the stage sound, lights, kind of lights stuff. yeah, and even and, and including building things. So Brandon McCabe in in our structures department has helped me every single year, and he's his his kids have built a lot for me because that is a piece that I, I absolutely do not have time to do. So I gotta get that going, but I have to supervise this. I have to make sure my eyes are on that. Got to make sure that lights and sound are being planned and that I'm I'm, I'm getting what I want. And then I got to make sure that we're staged. So that's main that my main on hand, hands on duty is directing and making sure we're hitting deadlines so that we're not in a scramble at the end. I do not like things to be thrown together at yeah. the end. Yeah, it is so. sometimes, but I, I that's not what I want. I want now, a good product. How long rehearsal wise? How long does that usually last in a typical show? I'm starting earlier than I've ever started. I've learned a lot about what I can expect of the kids because they're busy and they're all overbooked. Yeah, and so I it's about I try to do hour and a half rehearsals in the beginning and not not tire them out so that they have some after school time for their academics and other things and athletics, and then I start to increase and we start to go to two and finally three hour rehearsals in the last weeks. A lot of people throw three hour rehearsals every day for months, and I I don't think it's that productive really. Yeah. you start to hit kids start to hit a wall and I also hit a wall and I start to become unproductive so yeah I mean it could take months Cinderella we've already started so we're starting Cinderella parallel so to Throne of Blood there's a little overlap there though. oh there's, yeah. a t- there's a lot of overlap more yeah. than any other year yeah. so I, I audition I had auditions for Cinderella the second week of school practically yeah. so yeah wow. so a- we try to plan like three months if we can do it mm-hmm. Now you've done over the years. You've done a really interesting mix of of, of plays. You've done uh, you know Oscar Wilde. You've done Amadeus. You've even done the rock opera Tommy. That's right. How do you decide every year what you're going to do? I mean, is it is this something that you like at the end of one year you start looking at the next year? Or how I do. I start do I start looking in April and May, and I usually do a survey of the kids. Um, I didn't do a formal survey last year. It's the first time in a bunch of years that I haven't done a formal survey, and I get get their um, their input because they're keeping up with stuff on YouTube. YouTube and they're going up to New York or Baltimore or Philly and mm-hmm. seeing shows, my real hardcore theater junkies, and they're giving me ideas. I The structure is like this. One thing will be a musical for sure. One thing will be a classic, not Shakespeare play or Shakespeare play, mm-hmm. one or the yeah. other, and one will be... Um, a contemporary classic, something a little more modern from the last 15, 20 years, let's say. Mm-hmm. So that's how I start thinking. So then I look at the kids mm-hmm. and I go, who do I have who can really step up to this? Mm-hmm. And so I don't have, I wouldn't say, it's not precast. I don't say, oh, so-and-so is going to for sure get the, the, the job. They have to audition for it. But I have a general idea of the, the overall level. I knew I had two strong boys this year. So a lot was planned with knowing that I had two strong boys and a couple of younger boys who were growing up and I had a ton of strong girls so I have to I mean it's the reality I can't do you know a, a thing about a men in baseball team if I only have you know two guys who can really get up and play yeah, these yeah. baseball players yeah. there's a great play called Bleacher Bums I'm waiting for the year when I have all these guys and I'll do Bleacher Bums and it'll be about baseball because yeah. it's a great play but anyway yeah. so that's that's part of the process and then I, I do look for things that will entertain me I'm not yeah. going to a lot yeah. <laughs> because if I'm bored like I don't want to do the uh, I know I have a list of the 10 top produced American plays I've only done one play from that yeah which is you can't take it with you last yeah. year yeah so there well, you go sounds, it sounds like a little bit 
like the the kids actually do have some input. Do you they try, do. Do you try to do things that they're interested in or that they would like? I try my best. Yeah. And then the other side is sometimes I feel like they need a stretch or they're not going to grow, and I'll present that to them. I'll say, I know this isn't exactly what you guys wanted because I got your feedback, but I'm going in this direction. Here's why. Yeah. The the Shakespeare thing. We had a little bit of a bump with a Shakespeare play last year that we didn't. We ended up not doing, and that's a first. Yeah. So I kind of pulled the plug on it. The kids were very hesitant about it. So we're trying to undo that by doing Throne of yeah. Blood and getting these particular kids over their uh, trepidations about doing Shakespeare. So that was in my head. I don't know that necessarily they wanted to do it, but they're really embracing it and having fun with it. They've made the cutting of, of Macbeth for me. So that was, mm-hmm. sometimes it's for learning and sometimes it's to please them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, in the past, talk a little bit about some of the original works that you've done. Because you've done that a couple of times, too. Talk about that a little right. bit. Right. Well, Eric Savadar, who's at Silbyville Middle um, and is the, is uh, involved in the music program there, I, I, I met him before our first year at, Cent- at Central. Mm-hmm. And I said, I hear you you know compose stuff. We're going to do a musical. And, and I, he said, what? And I said, yeah, I've already announced it to the papers. <laughs> and I had... I had I closed it so that he yeah. couldn't wiggle out of it, and yeah. we ended up writing a musical called Doctor Ghost, yeah. and that was our first musical production that we did together here, yeah. and it was really fun, yeah. and it was it was fantastic, and we wrote it specifically for the kids. That had to have been a completely different experience from what you had been used to. It was, and the yeah. and the kids who are now you know in college or getting out of college report to us that it's memorable because they had never done it. They created the roles, and it was a, a very unusual and cool experience. So we repeated that with Under, another musical, last year. Mm-hmm. And I think the kids, it's like a special club. Yeah. You know, they're like, well, we did Under, or we did Dr. Ghost. Yeah. Because they're, they were the originators of the part. It's a source of pride for them. It bit. is. Yeah. And yeah. We, we wrote songs for specific kids that we didn't have originally in the show. We wrote scenes for kids when they were especially great and funny you know, Mr. Savador and I would go back and go, oh, we need to add a scene for this because mm-hmm. this, this, this student is too great. Yeah. <laughs> and so they got rewards for their work, basically. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah, it was really special. And um, these, these musicals have a little bit of a life uh, beyond, you know, um, one of the songs from Under was performed in a choral, as a choral piece at Cab Calloway up north. And, you know, so yeah. it's starting to kind of, have have lives of its own these musicals. Now you've done a lot of productions here in your time yeah. at Sussex Central. Does one stand out as your favorite over all the years? Yeah, absolutely. Thirty Nine Steps, which was an adaptation of a really funny Broadway hit, was definitely this a standout show for me um, because it was a very small cast and they took it. I asked them to, and I asked them to stage it, them stage yeah. it, and then I had sort of directorial. Uh, veto power. Yeah, I'd okay. say this works, this doesn't work, this doesn't, and most of it worked. And they, uh, we had a long Christmas messed up break, and they they worked that whole Christmas together and staged the whole thing. So they came back with basically a hilarious play ready for me to look at, and I was very proud of them. So. I had to let my ego go in the back <laughs> shelf because they did it. It was my choice, and I think I chose well. But the, it was funny from cover to cover. There was almost no moment of that play that I wasn't very 
proud of and entertained by. So it was a real standout. I want to do it again, but I like to wait. That's the other thing. I like to wait. I don't like to do stuff that's been done in the community. I like to wait a couple of years at least. So I don't want to do what's been done last year. That's my favorite. Now, how long... Let's get into your background a little bit. How long have you been at Sussex Central? All right. So I'm in my... I'm I'm in the middle of my sixth year here. Okay. And I did two years with the district at SDSA. Uh, that's That was also what I wanted to ask you about because I know you were there prior and you did a few large productions at SDSA. I did, I did, I think, probably the biggest productions they ever did other than, like, dance, yeah. big dance shows. Yeah. Um, we did we did uh, Music Man my last year there and I think we had, I think we had, like, 45 people in the cast. Wow. And I used every, every grade. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. And the year before, I, I think I also used every grade that we had and it was Pirates of Penzance and they had not done an opera yeah. So that was a great That was a huge cast. I, I caught some of that uh, that year. I remember how what a large cast. It was big. And I, I would say those were successes. Yeah. And I had so much parental support there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of was spoiled because it's a different school here. I don't I have parents who are really working and don't have time to come and help me a lot. Mm-hmm. But there I did, and boy, did I get a lot of help there, and it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was that was an SDSA. But yeah. I did want to work with older kids, and yeah. when the opening came up here, I transferred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was my, my predecessor helped me a lot in the transition because she was moving on to a different kind of job. And, uh, yeah, so this yeah. is sixth year. It was going pretty well. Going pretty well. I, I, I really like it here. Now let's talk about a little bit about your background. Um, let's go back a little way. You went to NYU, correct? I did for acting, and yeah. I, I, I kind of always thought I was going to be somehow teaching. Because teaching in the acting profession, it's not like, a, oh, I couldn't do anything else. You, as soon as you reach a level of uh, uh, in the profession, you just you have to teach. Because you're working with younger actors, and you need them to be able to act with you. So, yeah. I mean, the tradition has always been, you know, like actor and actress managers... Yeah. who are training younger people to basically act with them and then later take their place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's the way it is. So, yeah. I, I, the fr- I was thinking today as I was driving here, the first thing I did out of college was I went back to my high school yeah. and helped out yeah. just because I, I, I thought it was what we were supposed to do. Yeah. And so, I always wanted this job, but I didn't have it. I didn't ever have this job. Yeah, yeah. That's and I great. was like, oh, I never got to use... And then, uh, suddenly, a teaching job came up. Yeah. And I, I was cool. I was doing all kinds of other things, though, before. You've, you've done writing, too, correct? Yeah, writing was the, the main thing I did right before I came from California to Delaware with my wife. And we wrote cartoons for Walt Disney Television Animation for a couple of years. And the writing had come out of acting because my, my writing friends had seen me do improv. And they said, you're so funny. You know, you could just put this on the page and make a ton of money. And I'm like, really? Because I wasn't making a ton of money as an actor, as for, for sure. Yeah. And so I was working in hospitals for my, my money yeah. and acting on the side and teaching acting and doing comedy. And then I started this writing career. And we had that for a while. And then I came here and I, I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. So I was a photographer for a real estate company for five years, mm-hmm. and I was still acting though. Yeah. And I created my comedy troupe during well, that. Well, that's time. what I wanted to ask you. Is that that's yeah. the Delaware Comedy Theater? Right. right? And yeah, and they're they're entering their like thirteenth year or tw- something like that. Yeah. Well, and tell us a little yeah. bit about that. How's that? How's well, that? I was I was lonely and bored here because <laughs> I didn't have anything to do and I was taking photos, but I wasn't performing and I wasn't writing. So I said I want to do this because I had been involved in tons of improv companies and I'd never led any. Thing. I'd never had my own business or company mm-hmm. or anything. I said, I wonder if I could do this. 
because I, I was, you know, put, wanted to put my money where my, my mouth was. I was always kind of like, oh, I could do a better job than that. And I said, can I? So yeah. I tried it. And we had a great group. And, and these people never would have been together. Everyone had re- different reasons why they needed to do it. this yeah. group. And we bonded. And we became a, a, a real performing force. We were doing like, at, at our height, we were doing something like five to six shows a week. Like <laughs> private shows. Big fundraisers little shows shows for kids yeah. it was it was amazing and you know i s- slowly life kind of took over and i've lost members of the group but nobody really quit in anger we never had fights yeah. i ran it pretty much like a benevolent dictatorship <laughs> i said i'm i'm the i'm in charge and if anything goes wrong it's my fault and if anything doesn't go wrong it's your your <laughs> success yeah. and um it, it really changed people's lives and it definitely changed my life and we we got a lot of fun notoriety and we won a bunch of you know comedy festival contests and stuff like that and was it was it mainly sketch comedy or did you do improv all improv too, so it was yeah. all unscripted which yeah. is the thing i love the most so rehearsal is very hard for me because i don't like it really yeah. in my gut you know yeah. these three months ahead rehearsals are for the kids not for me <laughs> I, I hate i hate it but i have to do it so that they can succeed so i like doing stuff at the spur of the moment of yeah. course because yeah. that's my improv background. So it's all improvised. Yeah. We we never did scripted material. Uh, the, only, the closest thing we did was we'd do funny murder mysteries. Mm-hmm. And we do mysteries for kids, which I don't think many improv groups do. Yeah. We did Christmas shows like Who Stole Santa's Sleigh? And the yeah. kids had to vote on who they thought the, yeah. the thief was yeah. among all these Christmas... Yeah. Um, characters. It was yeah. really fun, and they'd win a prize. So we, yeah. we made up all these creative things. That's kind of where Throne of Blood comes from. That background, yeah, it's yeah. from thinking about the audience because I like the audience to have a good time. I don't yeah. do this just for my ego, and I don't do this just so the kids can, you know, you know, have a, have a psychological experience or anything like that. That's part of it, but the audience is the real. The real deal. I want them to know what it's like to entertain an audience. Now, currently, you're involved with Clear Space Theater in Rehoboth, correct? Right. Um, and you've been in several productions with them. I right. believe you're in or just finished up one right now. Can you tell us a little bit about Clear Space and your involvement with Yeah. That? This was a very important thing for me personally, but it did impact the kids. Um, I had not... Uh, you know, I was a member of the of the Actors Equity Union, and I was a me- and I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild. But I had never really gotten to do a professional production on stage until I got here. I never, you know, got paid properly as an actor, so I needed that for my ego and my learning and this company gave me an opportunity to do that and I have some you know I I sit on their producer circle so I try to help them plan some stuff uh, in terms of their interactions with the audience and what they're offering but that's a that's a secondary role I got I've gotten to do big parts that I had always wanted to do and my kids my students here have gotten to see me and that's the key is because I think you need to be able to know your teacher can do what he or she says they want you to do and they have seen me and they have mostly seen me succeed but they've also we've talked about what I didn't like about my performances so I can teach them through my my weaknesses too yeah. So I've had some really great shows there. What are what are some of the ones that you've been in? I've done. I started off with a big one, which was Henry Higgins in My Fair Lady, mm-hmm. and that's an iconic male role mm-hmm. in the theater that I have literally wanted had wanted to do since I was thirteen. Yeah. You know, I thought I could do that, and yeah. it involved a, a detailed British accent, which a couple of British people told me I nailed. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. And um, the after that was. Um, 
I did a play called The Foreigner, which was great. And I did another giant part, which was King Arthur and Camelot, which a bunch of the kids saw. And a couple of the high school kids did yeah. the show. So that was another thing. As I got the kids hooked up with some of their first professional theater experiences, if they were a really talented kid, I'd refer them to the artistic director. Yeah. And so a couple of the kids are involved regularly with Clear Space, which is, you know, at the level of a regional professional theater, which is so nice. It gives them a real taste of how it works. It does. Yeah. A lot of them have done community theater, which is a very valuable experience. And then this is a different kind of experience. This is a little a little harder core because it's, it's a regional theater, professional theater, and it has a heavy tourist audience. And yeah. they're getting to see people who aren't just their family and friends now in your, the audience. Your wife is involved in Clear Space too, right? Right. So yeah, she, yeah and she's a, a, the mega diva in my comedy group. She's yeah. a very funny lady. So she's <laughs> she's one of the funniest people I've ever met. Yeah. And she, yeah, she's done the the slob part in the Odd Couple female version. <laughs> so she was Oscar. Yeah. And she was very funny. And she was Truvy, which is the Dolly Parton par- part in Steel Magnolias. Yeah. So she got two juicy roles. And then we got to play husband and wife for the first time in our Christmas story, the musical Last Christmas. And that was a very, very funny part. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, we've had we've had a great time, and I've gotten to kind of satisfy my need to grow as an actor, Mm -hmm. and I've gotten to show the kids what it's like, you know, to do this. Yeah. Well, David, I think the bell's going to ring here soon, and you're going to students probably thundering in here. But um, can you just give us a little info about anyone who wants to attend one of your productions? Yeah. Uh, Just some ticket info. Best way to get tickets is is not really to call unless you have a special case. It's to come about you know forty five minutes to a half hour before. So if you came at five fifteen five thirty, you'll be able to get tickets at the door. It's it's very fast and it's five dollars for throwing a blood. So it's a it's an easy thing for middle school students if they come I'll, I always give them a two for one so five dollars for two kids and then if you have a big group they should write me here at the school so I can arrange to have have a, a you know a note waiting for them that they're getting it in a special rate I'll always do a special rate and no one will be turned away if they can't pay should they send email for that yeah and what is your email david.warwick mm-hmm. at irsd.k12.de.us and warwick is spelled w-a-r-i-c-k and there's a dot in between the david and the warwick <laughs> yeah they should write me I will write back fast and tell them what to do or if they have any questions at all about the whole season how to get involved how to help us because we always need parent and adult help yeah that would be great for them to write me but otherwise show up at the door yeah and I hope people come out and get scared for for uh, our throne of blood for Halloween. <laughs> well, just to remind our listeners once again that uh, Sussex Central's drama season begins with the Mac- Macbeth adaptation, Throne of Blood, uh, on October 27th and 28th, with two shows each night at 6 and 7. Yep. That's great. Okay. David, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, and uh, I really wish you guys luck and hope you have a great season. Thank you very much, David. I appreciate being here. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Limelight was courtesy of Rush and Mercury Records 1981. IRSD Spotlight episodes can be accessed through iTunes or by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. It is also available through several mobile podcast apps. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence.